Hey everyone and welcome to Splatsploitation, my podcast and YouTube channel where I share my thoughts on extreme horror books, splatterpunk, indie underground horror, all the nasty, gory, violent stuff that I love to read. And this year I decided I'm going to interview a whole bunch of authors from the genres and get to know even more people um, and talk to others who I've spoke to before. So this week back on the channel I've got Calvin Allison, who I've spoken to before on the Splatsploitation Book Club, but... This time we're going to talk about his own work. So welcome to the show, Calvin. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, timed that one. No, uh, no, no thanks for having me back. Then. I was waiting for that exact moment where you lifted the drink up. I was like, <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thanks for having me back on, man. Yeah, no, it's good to get to chat to you again, especially as I get to talk to you about your own work, because you've got way more books than what I originally realised. I've, yeah, I've got a few, man. We've got uh, <laughs> one coming out uh, 31st. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, the day after, tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, is, one uh, of the two. I've one lost, I've track. lost track. Yeah, so. It's like the 500, 552nd of January at the minute. Yeah. By uh, the time this podcast comes out, it'll already be out, so it won't matter. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my book with Megan Stockton. Who is you know I'm a massive fan of her anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the Adol Parmian, uh, which is like a mosaic horror novel. Uh, I think mosaic's the term people give it. Uh, we get lots of uh, each chapter is its own story, but it comprises one big kind of like for me. It's kind of like a a season of a TV show, like yeah. monster of the week monster of the week episodes, but an mm -hmm. overriding plot that goes all the way through. Oh, I reckon I accidentally done that then. That's how my rock book works. So I did not know there was a term for it. I just wrote it. I didn't I didn't know there was a term until Duncan Ralston commented on something and went, Oh, I love mosaic books. And I was like, <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. Do I got a fucking clue? I'm quite yeah, clueless about most of them. So you've always got to listen to whatever Duncan describes it as. Like he was like described my addicted to vengeance as transgressive, and I was like, Oh, is it? Okay, well, I'm using that if Duncan says it is. <laughs> I, I call him the boss. Because he's yeah. just like <laughs> the boss, you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Yeah. But yeah, so we got that. That's coming out Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever day. Uh, I'm really excited about that. I think it's. Uh, I think it's really good. I'm. I'm. I'm, trying, I'm not really an arrogant person, uh, but I'm quite proud of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I've got my. I'm working with Megan. Sitting, you know. Yeah, I got my copy sitting ready on my iPad to have a read. It's like the next in line now, so. Again, by the time this comes out, I should have read it and reviewed it somewhere. So looking oh, forward cool, to man. it. Especially as well, you I hope you enjoy it. Oh, I think I definitely like work, Working with Megan is just like a, like a fucking dream, really, because you know, mm. so I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah. And from the feedback we've had so far is that it's quite uh, coherent, it's probably not the right word, cohesive. Yeah. It's, it flows like... You don't know who's done what bits and uh, okay. whatever, yes, and yeah. that's really that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Megan opened my eyes to a few things writing. You know, uh, brilliant, brilliant working with her. Awesome, that's what I like to hear, and I love both of your work. So it seems like a, oh, a really good combination. We're hoping, we're hoping to do more together as well. Awesome, so, uh, which is good. So, how long have you? Um, how long have you been publishing now? When did you put our first book out? It was in 
let me think, 2008. Oh, wow. And it was, yeah, it was a novel because I've always written, all my life I've written, uh, but I've never finished anything because I get a new idea. Yeah. So, I've, you know what I mean? So much stuff undone. And then I got with drama uh, and she basically beat me, whipped <laughs> me until I finished something. Stop telling me the new fucking ideas and finish something. <laughs> so yeah, I, I finished. It's a novel called Skin Shifters, uh, which is like a, a werewolf, a tale as old as time. It's like werewolves uh, and werebears. Uh, I wrote it in two thousand eight, uh, and it's yeah, it's kind of like a the werewolves are kind of never unite. They're like goblins in a lot of stuff. They never unite. If they united, but they're all too busy fighting. And arguing, uh, and there's only like maybe about 50 werebears left, but then the were werewolves unite and some shit. I can't remember. But yeah, but <laughs> I put, put, put it put it through Lulu. It was in the paper in Hartlepool as well. Nothing happens. They were like, "Oh, we'll interview you." But yeah, that was 2008, and I put it through Lulu, uh, hmm. which I don't know. If, I think it's still going. I don't have a lot. Of, have you used it at all? I haven't. I've had a look at it. If that's the one where you can print your own books, Matt Shaw pointed me in that direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's fairly good. It's fairly good. I I used to put all my stuff through there, uh, yeah. until about two thousand and eighteen. Uh, yeah. I, we you know, I've written a lot. Of, so I had, I had them all on there. Uh, but then I just suddenly someone said, "Why aren't you putting them on Amazon?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, Amazon." <laughs> so just start because my 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 biggest thing is I always write for me. So. I write and Lulu, I can get a book and I've got it. And, and I'm quite, always I'm selfish because every book I write is for me. Yeah. Uh, and people said, well, start, but, you know, people were buying them, but I found I sell more on Amazon because Amazon is, if you say Lulu, people go, what? Mm. Amazon? Who, who hasn't heard of Amazon? Yeah. <coughs> I think, I don't know if I'm right here. I think you can connect Lulu to Amazon now, but I haven't really looked into it enough. But... Right, right. But yeah, I know that there are an alternative places to get those books printed so you can get enough copies out. Yeah, there. I I keep seeing many Americans mention all these different places. Hmm. Uh in Ingram Spark or yeah, is that a thing? That one comes up a lot. No, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, all these different things. Uh I always look for Kindle Vella because I'd love to do something on like that, but of course yeah. we don't get Kindle Vella over here. We're not allowed no, to the very first book I wrote, I've released serialized on a website. But I kind of wrote it yeah. thinking about something like Kindle Vela and then realised after I'd written the whole fucking book that we don't have it in the UK. Yeah, so. we need it, I think. I think it's only, only fair. Yeah, um, I think if so. Our money, <laughs> if our money's good enough on regular Amazon, surely yeah, our money's know. good enough for Kindle Vela. Yeah, I have no idea why it's not there. I'm sure it's some legality sort of thing, but yeah, it's a weird it's one. Because yeah. your um your jingle books would have been nice on that. I think they would have worked quite well on yeah. yeah, I mean that it would work perfect. Like uh, I think because I think what some people do is they release chapters, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it and then you know builds up a fan base that way. The jingles mm. would have been uh I did a I tried to do uh a little fate a series called Fate Apocalypse, mm. which is like kind of a little set in a uh well an apocalyptic world where Elves and fairies, and but dark have, have destroyed the world, not zombies for a change. And I tried to do that through uh, Patreon, I think it's called. Mm. Uh, and no interest. I know a few people do it, it works for some people, 
yeah. doesn't work for other people. Yeah. Didn't work for me, but yeah. yeah. But so I, I just put them on. I put on put them on Amazon in the end. Yeah, no, I was exactly the same, except with Abby, I tried to serialize it. Put a link in there to like a buy my coffee sort of account. And I think I made yeah, yeah. about three quid over about nine months. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to self publish it. Best way. I honestly think it's the best way. I've yeah. always said that. I always used to get annoyed with uh, people saying, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you know, oh, you write, you're an author. And I go, yeah. And I go, so who's your publishing deal with? And I say, oh, no, I'm self-published. And they go, oh, you're not a real author, mm. yeah. which really makes me angry. Uh, <laughs> I'm known for being angry. But, yeah, <laughs> and I get really annoyed because it's self-published, you know, self-published authors is no different to fucking, you get these bedroom DJs who make fortunes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's the same sort of thing, you know. And it's all about taking control. I mean, I, I'm notoriously bad uh, for control. I don't like being told what to do, or, or so I, mm. I struggle a lot with that. Yeah. Uh, no. So self-publishing for me is perfect. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was. I, I didn't even look at the small presses. I've not. I've not even tried to send any work off. Like after years of trying yeah. to get scripts made and it not really happening, I was like, I just want to write and get it out there and be in control of it being out there. So, yeah, I think that's more what it's about than a quality issue because most people I know who self-publish haven't tried to get it published by someone else, so you don't know if it's what they look for anyway or not. I sent sent some stuff off back in the day uh, and I got two letters back. I got accepted by a place in Germany uh, and they offered me a deal. Uh, this was in 2015. I was, I was still at university. No, it was 2013. I was still at university. And they had uh, offered me this deal on uh, uh, trouble with rabbits. Oh, okay. uh, and it wasn't great. I mean, I said to the drama, I could, I could, I'm making more self, you know, on Lulu. Yeah. Lulu's bad for taking money. I'm making more money there. Uh, and all of their books, I looked at, I looked at their, their company and all of their books all of the books that they had, they all look like uh, 1980s school physics textbooks, like how <laughs> yeah. to physics. They all had the, the block standard. And mm. I was like, fuck that. And then there was yeah. another one I got a thing back, which wasn't an acceptance. I got a letter through, and I can't think what it was about. And drama went, let me open it, let me open it. And she went, I still wind her up. She goes, let me open it, let me read it. And she went, oh my God, oh my God, sit down, sit down. Are you sitting down? And I was like, oh my God. And I was like shaking. I thought, you know, and then she read, she read through it. And then she got halfway through and she went, oh no, no, I made a mistake. No, they, they don't want it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, on um, the pinnacle. I'm crashing down. Really apologetic. And I was like, fucking read it first next time. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, Trouble with Rabbits, that's a great example, right? So you turned down that being potentially published. And it's your top-selling book. It is. I'm, it's not one of my favourites of my work. <laughs> uh, probably just purely because of that fucking episode on Facebook about it. <coughs> uh, it's tarnished for me a bit. But, yeah, it's I, I turned turn the thing down just because it didn't feel right. And, again, control for me. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, people seem to love that book, man. But. <laughs> Started as started as a role playing game, Call of Cthulhu, role playing game. I wrote a, a scenario, 
uh, top of my head. I went, fuck, scenario tonight, I'm running the game. And I just wrote it to work, blah, blah, blah. Ran the game, everyone played it. I've made up this world, uh, blah, blah. And everyone in the game, the, the people who were playing the character, uh, people playing the game, each took on the role of a character. Yeah. I don't know if you ever played Call of Cthulhu, the RPG. No. Uh, and as you, if you, something bad happens in the game, you roll a dice, you can lose sanity and it affects hmm. how you play. But I had, every time they lost sanity, instead of it affecting negatively, I gave them a bit of memory back. And then they all started turning on each other. And yeah. it was good. It was a great game. And then a few years later, I had the role playing thing there. And I thought, I fucking wrote that as a book. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else to do. And yes, it's, it's worked all right. So do you kind of sell it as adapted from a game? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, a, a, few, a few games I've written. I've actually written a role-playing system as well with my friend Max down uh, down south. Uh, but one of those things, we didn't push it. And it, mm. you know what I mean? We do yeah. it, release it, and we're too busy working on the next thing to, you know what I mean? I think you're, you're, quite, you're quite a good example if you... If you you write something and then your marketing is really good, I think. I try. You, you market really well and you advertise and, you know, you, you're pimping it up on Facebook and, and you do it, you do it right, you do it the right amount, but not to the point where people would go, fuck me, not this again. Because <laughs> it's a fine it's a fine line, isn't it? It you is. You don't want to turn I, people away. I always think if it's on my own Facebook page, like if a new book comes out, I'll pimp it everywhere. And then after a week or two, I'll just start pimping it on my own Facebook page. And I'm like, yeah. no one can have a go at me for that because it's my page. <laughs> and also Thanks. kind of you learn that people don't see it each time. So why you think, oh, I've advertised that book four times this week. That's a bit much. People haven't seen it four times. Most people haven't seen it, that's it. at all. That's and that's the bit that you kind of don't get your head around at first. You think you're bombarding people, but they're like, no, I didn't see that post. Like. Yeah, yeah, I find I haven't, I haven't sold books. I haven't sold a certain book in a while, and then I think I've not, I've not fucking advertised it at all. Yeah, it's there, and I've just gone. I've released it into the wild, and then just started doing something else, and it's gone. Uh, I like, see. I um, I use Canva, and I use Canva Planner, so right. I make one post per day, um, scheduled post per day over a period of like six weeks. And then I make well, sure yeah. that I've advertised every book at least twice within that six weeks. So that way I know that everything's getting at least a mention so that things You're don't organized. just get forgotten about. I try. <laughs> I like stuff like that. <laughs> You're organised, man. I'm just a fucking mess. Really, You've done a lot more I books than me, though. Like if I had 40 books, I wouldn't know how to advertise 40 books. <laughs> like some stuff would get left from behind. I, I can't name them. Someone said to me, I'm like, what? so what are your books? And I'm like, I got about 21 of them. And I was like, I'll have to look at Amazon. I haven't got a clue, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of books, though. But then I guess if it's since 2008, like, did it just take off after yeah. you've done that one and you finished it? Well, where you're like, okay, I can finish them now. I, that's it. I wrote, I wrote Skin Shifters and then I had an idea for uh, World of Sorrow one which was just going to be a, a standalone and then i wrote that and then well i wrote i wrote uh i wrote skin shifters in 2008 uh in the last half 2008 and then in 2009 i wrote i think i wrote about six books 
books. Dang. And then the next year I did seven. And then it, it just sort of slowed down a bit. I was doing three or four a year. Uh, and because I've still got about five books from Lulu that I've not put up on Amazon. Yeah. Because, and Skin Shifters, my first one's one of them. I've looked at it. I've gone back and I looked at it a few times and looked at the others and gone, oh, fuck, I need work. <laughs> you know, like, how the fuck did I release this? Like, I should be ashamed of myself. Uh, uh, you've got to start somewhere. You've got to get that first one. <laughs> that's that's a difficult part for a lot of people. Yeah. Looking back on them, the tense is all over the place. It's no indents, no fuck that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's and I, so they they will get released at some point, and I I'll keep yeah. going. I'll tidy them. I'll not tidy. I'll change it a bit, and I'll add bits, and then I think, but it was all right the first time. It's just the editing and yeah. and the effort. And but plus again, I've like... got these new. I've got these new 20 ideas that I need to write as yeah, well. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? It's all part of the process. I was talking to um someone the other day who is it? It would have been the person I interviewed last, Dan Schrader, about tenses. And it's like you've got to kind of learn on the job, right? Like it's only when you send it off to an editor and they're like, right, there's this tense issue. And you're like, really? I yeah. did not notice that. And then once it's in front of you, you're like, oh shit. And you just become more aware of it after that like it's one the, of those mistakes the, you've got to make zone. yeah I, I saw a really true thing on facebook earlier someone shared it and it said the best way to find typos in your novels is to is to mm. write the novel and then get it professionally edited and formatted uh run it through loads of beta readers and over a process of four weeks get it all or however long get it all edited then release it then one mm. day just open a random page yeah, and <laughs> I do that, that all the time like, and go, yeah. "Fuck!" I done it with. Um, um, I used to do read throughs. I used to do the first chapter read throughs on my channel, and I'd like read through the first chapter and get almost to the end, and then there'd be this glaring mistake which I'd have to try and correct why I'm reading it, and then remember where it was. Uh, so I could go back to sort it. Like nightmare. Worst thing I did, I changed the name of a character one time, and <laughs> and thought I thought I'd got all of them. And I, I had because I'd, I'd done the uh, the replace thing and, and fucking yeah. done all the things, which was brilliant. Apart from, uh, say the guy's name was, uh, I don't know, Victor. Yeah, for example, it worked for all the Victors, but all the times they called him Vic, it didn't pick up on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it's when I, I released it and then luckily no fucker brought it and then read back and I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, quick, but, quick edit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have to Jeez. say, everyone, I remember Carver Pike telling me about that with his, I think it was with his second Diablo snuff book. He just completely forgot the right. name of the character in the first book. And like in his head, he just knew uh, what it was and it wasn't. Like, oh, fuck. He ended up having to Love quickly Carver. change it. Yeah. So, I mean, it can happen to Carver Pike. It can happen to any of us because oh, yeah. his books seem immaculately edited. So. He's one of the. He's one of. The, I always say, obviously, no one. You obviously get Stephen King and and Dean Koontz. People say the greats in in horror, and people go Stephen King, but fuck with that. <laughs> I look at people like Duncan and Carver. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Because they're uh, for me, they're like and, and Candice Nola, like top of the game. I think really, really polished. Yeah, Eric Butler, very, You know what I mean? Yeah. I could Eric say Butler's so many really fucking names all day long, but. Eric Butler yeah. is really good. I said the other day, I'm a massive, massive, massive 
uh, fan of Richard Lehman. Uh, mm. And I've read, I've never found anyone that's like him. Everyone says, oh, this is like Lehman, and no one ever is. I read No One Wides for Free by Judith Sonnet, and I thought, wow. Mm. And I actually said to Judith, uh, I inboxed her and said, this is so like Lehman. It's, it's, it's fucking great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then... I've read, uh, I think I've read two books by Eric. I read three books by Eric. Two books. I've read uh, Public Massacre and uh, The Rest Stop. And yeah. he is so, so <laughs> like Layman. Not in, in a, I mean, that in an offensive way or, you know, a copy way. He's so on the money with, with what I love. Probably not like Layman, but in terms of what I liked about Layman, it had that feel, the whole hmm. grimy. Have you read Rest Stop? Yeah, I've read Rest Stop. Yeah, I've read Love a few of Eric's. But like both of those people, Judith and Eric, both came on to my book club podcast and both covered a Richard right. Lehman book. So like, they're oh, right, both right, yeah. fans. Yeah. Uh, love it. Love love the work. But Eric, yeah, Eric's just he's on a different level. Yeah, although Public Massacre really, makes yeah. me angry. It's a great book, but <laughs> killed off one of my favourite characters in that book. That made me very... I don't mind doing it in my own books, but when I read other people's books and they kill off characters I like, I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> but with, with uh, yeah, a, a lot of that, when I read Eric's stuff, I'm just like, what the? Yeah. You know, you don't see it coming. Because it feels yeah. very, I've said before, when I, when I reviewed Eric's, uh, I did a video reviewing Eric's Public Massacre, it feels like I'm, I'm not knocking people's writing. When, now when you read books and every, I'm not a big fan of it when every death has to have a meaning or every death has to have this big death scene, blah, blah, blah. There's yeah. a scene in Public Massacre where Eric, Eric basically, he, he makes these characters and then he gives them life and he gives them history and he gets you caring or disliking mm -hmm. them and you think, oh, I want, to, I want to see this. And then someone fires a gun down yeah. a cavern <laughs> fucking corridor or cave, whatever. And next yeah. you know, this person's dead. And you're like, you didn't find out you thought they had an arc building, but yeah. they're just fucking dead. And that's fucking amazing because no yeah. one does that. Well, few, few people do, but that feels more real because that's like, uh, I'll go off on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> in Alien, uh, Aliens 3, I love Aliens 3, and everyone always says, I don't like Aliens because Hicks gets the fucking pole for him and Hicks deserves a better death than that. And I like, no, I like it because... I think it's like life because you don't get the death you deserve. You get the death you get. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've always yeah, said that. That's what Eric's, Eric's is like that. You you fucking don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. amazing. Without spoiling it, I think we're both probably referring to the same character in that book. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So, um, have you... Because <coughs> some of your recent work's been a little more extreme. But I'm guessing you probably didn't really start that way, did you? It sounds like you were more kind of dark fantasy, maybe. Like, how did you end up kind of going between the two? How did I end up going between uh, fantasy and horror? Yeah. Yeah, yeah did you uh, kind of find yourself mixing them more and then going more extreme? Or were you just I, like, oh, I fancy something different? I don't know, to be honest. Because I read horror, and I love horror. I love layman. Uh, I love loads of love horror authors. Obviously, read a lot of horror. But I do read a lot of fantasy. Uh, I grew up, that was the first things I read was fantasy. I, you know, I was reading fantasy and uh, and historical fantasy, Bernard Cornwell books, Sharp. I'm always going on about them. Uh, mm. So that's a big part for me. Uh, 
So I find a lot, I find I'm happier when I'm writing horror if it's like dark fantasy. Yeah. Kind of, I feel, and Splatterpunk's cool and Extreme's cool, and, but I'm just not very good at writing it. So <laughs> I prefer to leave it to the experts. I, so, like, my build of my voice, I think, is is dark fantasy. Like, it's like Wizard of Oz, like, my trouble about Alice in Wonderland. It's like, uh, I find I'm happier, I think, when I'm writing dark fantasy. So uh, how did something like... Really, um, I can't carry on. I, I've, I've written a, a standalone... It's not standalone. It's the first of a fucking series, which I now need to write. Keep doing this to <laughs> myself. Uh, load smokes as well. Uh it's I've written a fantasy novel, uh, All the King's Animals, which uh, was really well, that's a bit of horror, but it was more mm. fantasy than horror. And that was that was fun to write. I was watching your uh, interview with Judith, uh, and you'd said on there, Would you write another genre? Would you change your name? Mm. I believe you are. There's a question, yeah, and I was really concerned about that. I really didn't know what to do with my fantasy novel because I thought. Uh, I don't want people who like say people who read it who like fantasy read it and go, this is great. I really love this novel. Like no one would, but no people who go, oh, this is great. I love this novel. I'll try something else for him. Hang on, this bloke's fucking a dog or sticking a bratwurst up his ass. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? What's going yeah. on? Is he getting? What are those lizards doing? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I, and I didn't know whether to write under a different name, but I selfishly mm. thought. Uh, I selfishly thought I've built up a fan base. I don't want to fucking start again, no. even though the people who read all my horror probably aren't going to read my fantasy. Yeah, so uh, I think that's really what I think that's what me and Judith kind of settled on is the fact that it's like it's a lot of work to run a different brand, right? Like if you change your name, it you, is. It you've is. got like this whole other persona that you then have to market that as well. Like it's bad enough to deal with this. one name. Like, yeah, completely. And I find also, and this is going to upset every fantasy reader who watches this, <laughs> uh, fantasy readers are, uh, how do I say this about offending animals? I'm upset the horror readers as well. I'm about to counsel myself. No, fantasy readers are a harder sell than horror readers. Right. Because they've all been spoiled on Tolkien and Salvatore, who I love, and, and Gemmel, who I love, and mm. all these other greats. Uh, Whereas with horror, pop out an eyeball and shag someone in the fucking holding their appendix, <laughs> and 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 everyone's like, yes, win. It's a but different with, with fantasy. It's a different length as well, though, isn't it? Like that extreme horror novella is going to be 120 pages, where that fantasy is going yeah, to be yeah. 600 pages, and it's going to be book one of seven of the so and so saga. Like That's it's right. a big commitment. That's right, yeah. Where extreme horror, you can just go yeah. and go out and be like, yeah, I enjoyed that. What's <laughs> next? That's exactly it. You know, my fantasy one, I think it, it, it comes in at something like 400 and something pages. But when hmm. I originally wrote it, it was something like 690, and I, I had to drop the font size just <laughs> to get it a bit smaller. So I didn't want someone dropping it while they're reading it in bed and like in a lawsuit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love horror authors because because they just read it you know what i mean yeah uh there's a bit of, there's a bit of snobbery i think with uh with fantasy readers sometimes i fuck myself now <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think it's like um 
I think Extreme Horror Audience, like, like they give anything a go, won't they? Like, I think that's fair to say that if there's someone who's written something and it sounds outrageous, they'll give it a go because it's not, like I said, it's not a massive commitment and you might as well read it and you might find some new author you like where, you know, I liked fantasy. I grew up on fantasy as well. I used to love, like, David Eddings <laughs> and stuff. But they're big books. Like, you know, if yeah. I get halfway through the second book and I'm starting to fall out of love with it, like, there's still a long way to go. It's interesting that you say that because I was, drama said to me uh, the other day uh, that it's kind of like she struggles to read now to, to just stay focused. And I she used to read loads, Stephen King and that. Uh, and I used to read all these fantasy novels, three, four, five hundred pages. Uh, and I now struggle. If I'm on Kindle, Kindle Unlimited or if I'm looking at a book, and if I see it's over 200 pages now, I find myself <laughs> going, ugh. <laughs> which is a shame because a lot I write most of mine I write over that but a lot of them I now look and go for that and I think it's that thing where you say you, you just want to not a quick fix but and I don't worry about it but I do think a lot of us now are conditioned especially hmm. in the indie community that, that we now want that short 80 to 200 page novel we, novella I don't know yeah. what the size no, I've seen I've seen a bit of conversation around recently on the Facebook groups about that very thing about how they want some longer kind of novels out there, but it's difficult, right? Like as an author, self-publishing a longer novel is a is a big financial commitment. Yeah, yeah. When you know that you can knock out a novella that is more likely to be read or cost less for you to edit, you'll get it out quicker and work on the next one. Yeah, get it out quicker. Wait three in the time it takes someone to. Yeah. I'm dying. Sorry, man. That's <laughs> right. Don't die, though. So, uh, it is, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a weird kind of, and I don't know if it's a recent thing or I've just noticed it mm. or what. Yeah, I think a few people recently have released longer books and I think they've done all right. So, I think people are kind of looking at it again. Like, I, I want to release a longer book later this year, but my mindset is, oh, I need to write a couple of shorter ones first just so I've got something yeah. out because if I spend six months writing something and don't have anything out in that time like that's not going to be good for me like that's not going to work at the moment I get that I get that panic of uh someone said a while ago on Facebook I can't think who it was uh said there's a two-month as as in the office we've got like a two-month expiration type thing where mm. we have to kind of we have to have something not to keep ourselves relevant but uh no, just a sales dip in that time. Like, I think if you've, like, I look at most of my work and I think it's got about 10 weeks of it doing all right at the most. Like, if it, it would yeah. do well. And then after about 10 weeks, it kind of just goes into a back catalogue. Like, unless it's yeah, like yeah. a good hit and it's doing well, which can happen, obviously. But I feel like the average kind of extreme horror splatterpunk book will start all right. And then within about 10 weeks, it's part of your back catalogue. And you've got to be thinking, ahead to the next one at that point. I completely agree. There's like a feeding frenzy. Not for, me, not for my stuff, but for most people's <laughs> stuff. <You're> very <laughs> self-deprecating. Oh, I'm always there, man. I'm a Spurs <laughs> fan. I'm used to it. How life is. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, I won't mention Klopp. You're right. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's, it's that thing, yeah. You have the big feeding frenzy, you know, and then it drops off and... Hmm. I always go, it's, it's, it's this the one. 
it's you know, yeah. is this the book that's no, it's not. Scoop, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I've given up maybe, with that. Maybe now. this one with Megan. Yeah, I've given up with that. Yeah. After Addicted to Vengeance, which I was so sure was my best work, and it is my best work. I was like, it's got a great cover, it's got a cool concept, it's definitely my best work. Uh, this could be the one, and then it was like one of my worst performing. I was like, I give up, well, I can't work it out. I'm just going to carry on writing, and we'll see what happens one day. It's weird, isn't it? Because we can't call it as authors. No, I, I, not at all. Well, I will be arrogant, and I'll say I love Lonesome Oaks. I think Lonesome Oaks is, is some of my best work. I really... And again, that's not Splatterpunk, really. That's just, no. I think you've said it doesn't really fit. You know, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think it's uh, a great book, yeah. I would, because it's not, it's not YA, because it's more adult than that, but it's not mainstream. Well, yeah. it but fits. it's not quite mainstream. It it's just got this little weird space it occupies. It makes it really unique yeah. and interesting and impossible to market. Oh, sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll say that's for me, that's probably one of my novels I'm most proud of. Um, Hmm. It's been out probably nearly two years. I've I've sold fifty, yeah. And I don't know if that's that's for me. That that's I've I've got others that I've sold far more than that. You know, far far more. And hmm. I'm like, why doesn't anyone like it? It's <laughs> fucking good. You know exactly. What I mean? uh, getting people, gotta... people to try it's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Because it's something like that as well, where it's like you've got to write the sequel, right? And you're like, oh, I've got to take a hit here. Like, I'm not going to make yeah. the edit money back on this one, but I've started yeah. the story. That's it. And because every time Brian Moyer says, where's Lone Smokes 2 coming out? <laughs> he gets put back another week. I guess Just right, purely yeah. out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with everyone with Bloodstone Wrestling. I'm like, right, well, you're going to have to wait a little while longer now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's only you guys asking for it. So unless you're all going to buy 50 copies each. <laughs> well, yeah. If, yeah, if, you, if they get it, then fine. Yeah. But, uh, uh, fucking hell, man. So how does um change the pace here? How does something like um reptile dysfunction? How does that suddenly happen? Is that? I was saying, sorry, you broke up. How does a uh, reptile dysfunction happen? How did you end up writing something so completely different? You know what? And this is a true story. I was out here. I say out here. You can't see. I mean, uh, I'm in the dining room. Call it the studio because we've got 13 3D printers along the walls and it's chaos and there's a fucking four foot group we've made and everything i'm out here in the studio writing uh and my uh eldest daughter uh, son sorry my son is in uh the living room watching the chase or some shit that she watches <laughs> uh and that said a question and uh the, the, the answer to the question was erectile dysfunction and I thought that said <laughs> erectile dysfunction because I'm 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 looking through the door into the other room and I was like erectile dysfunction and I went no no I'm gonna fucking write that down so I had the, <laughs> I had the title I had the yeah. title first and I was chatting with my mate Janet and she I said about it and she said you've got the title first didn't you and I went yeah I did so I got the title and then spent about a week just thinking how the fuck can I make this work yeah. uh, and I was. You know, and and it's so preposterous the, the the whole concept of it. I mean, I, I remember I advertised it in books of horror, and someone said in there, lizards coming out of uh, with ejaculate, or lizards coming out, blah blah blah. That's that's not possible. Or and they got really scientific and went, you know, <laughs> you know anything about anatomy? And I was like, fucking hell. 
I don't know if it's about punk or extreme. I don't know which one it is. Uh, and I was like, Jesus, man, it's like, yeah. yeah. No, you just got to ignore that. Really That's when you just got to be like, no, it's a fun book. It's it's fucking lizards, like just terrorizing people after they come out. Gloopy, of like, man. What more do you? I want? love exactly. Gloopies are perfect. I love your review of it. It's like <laughs> your review is just made my day. <laughs> it's funny how uh, you yeah. can start an idea yeah, like that. Uh, it was a lot of fun, right? You know what I mean? And and I do like to. Uh, I do like to. It was very sleepaway camp. Friday mm. the thirteenth. Yeah. But with lizards, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I try. I think I don't try and be going <laughs> again. I don't try and be very cinematic, but I kind of what I've said before. I write as if in my head I see it as a yeah as a, a TV show or a book. How when you write, what do, what do you see? Do you do you see it oh, happening? Everything, everything's filmed. Everything's filmed. When you read, same when you read. Same. Yeah. Yeah, when I read, when I write, when I talk about the books on the channel, I always call the chapters scenes, and I'm like, oh, this scene does it. Like, it's all, it's all cinematic to me. Yeah, like, that's exactly the same as me. But my friend Janet always mentioned, who <coughs> reads all my stuff and thinks you've got a really sexy voice. By the way, I have to say, always <laughs> uh, says, I love his voice. Oh, shut up. Uh, but she's a uh, <laughs> she before when she reads, she doesn't picture anything. Mm. Yeah, I can't. I don't know a few people that have said that, and I'm like, I can't imagine it. I can't. Yeah. I don't think I'd read if that was the case. Yeah, I know. I'm terrible. I would like fucking different. color grade it. I know the camera angles. I, I could fucking direct <laughs> the chapters. <laughs> Jeez, man. But yeah, so yeah, very cinematic. Yeah, yeah, I like because yeah, you do get that feel with it. It is like just watching some fucked up slasher really isn't it it's just some bizarre slasher but with lizards it's good with fun. lizards you know what i mean uh and and i kind of i always have a i always try and have a, a human that's worse in all my books i think i think quite a few people do I always have a human that's worse than the monsters or the ghosts or the demons yeah because humans are despicable not everybody <laughs> Uh, but enough of them. But yeah, so I always try and have that touch. So yeah, um, talk so, about uh, lonesome opes then. How, um, how is that kind of? Because again, that's a kind of a completely different genre to what you've written before, right? Was that just like an idea stuck in your head, or were you like, I want to write something within this kind of realm? It started out. I'd written uh, a story about uh, serial killers in a neighborhood where uh it's basically like and it's hard i always find it's hard writing i try just base everything in england because i've never been to america let alone you know live there but it was this white picket fence apple pie stereotypical community in america and this guy uh starts having nightmares blah 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 and he back people being murdered and all this stuff and his wife was like no 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 you know you're fine and then he has this bit of a, an episode and he runs across his lawn and the old bloke next door, who looks very much like Leyland Gaunt uh, in, uh, you know, Needful Things, uh, mm. uh, Max von Sydow, kind of obsessed with him as he falls over to him. As the old bloke picks him up, the old bloke says something like, don't believe anything they tell you. And he's like, what? And the old bloke's like, what? 
and it and they were all serial killers. So the various people in this town were serial killers. Uh, and then I, I got so stuck on it. And then I thought, well, write it from a kid's point of view. I think I've just probably given spoilers away in my book. No, write it from a kid's point of view. Uh, and it, it and it worked. I don't know why. Yeah. Based it's on crazy. me and my friends when we were younger, but just yeah. in America. Uh, and yeah, and it just it kind of just that shift of perspective easy. just made it all work. Yeah, it's weird sometimes how. I mean, I don't. You, that's ever happened with you. You just it just needs a little twist or come at it from a different angle, and it mm. and it yeah, it it flowed. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I normally have to take I'm out like, a character. I normally have to take out a character I really like, and then I'm like, oh, now the book works. I was like, fuck it. Like, I was just trying to jam that person in because I really liked them, but they're not in this story. Like, I'll save them <laughs> for another time. I've just I've just done it with uh, Wetland Society, which I've been working since 2001. Uh, and it's this, this team of former psychics, whatever, go off to this asylum in Norway, blah, blah, blah. And it's in the snow and and I'd got up to about 350 pages and it wasn't working. I couldn't do it. So I had to go back uh, and I've relocated it all. It's now Scotland and now it's mm. flowing. It just needed that change. Do you know what I mean? That's that's. Are you, are you good at doing that? Are you good at being like, no, this isn't working. I'm going to have to change it. It doesn't matter if I've put in all that time. I'll, like, I'll, it needs to be done. I'll, I'll pout for a while and swear. I'll stuff. <laughs> But I can do it, yeah. I just, I just get frustrated. I've got about nine or ten things on my laptop which are over two hundred and fifty pages. Well, hit a wall, and mm. I go, "Fuck!" I start something else because I normally have two or three things on at the go, on the go at the same time. So I work on that instead, and then I'll go back to that, and then I'll get a new idea, and that'll get forgotten. And then you know that's what happened with Wetland. It's just get pushed back and back, and I just sat down over Christmas and went. Just needs a complete overhaul. Yeah. Like, uh, and now I'm back up to uh, I'm back up to about 220 pages on it again. But uh, nice. yes, yeah. hopefully it doesn't get distracted again. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a good way of avoiding writer's block, though, isn't it? Having those kind of extra projects always on the go because you're like, oh fuck it, I'm stuck. I'm moving on to the next one. And during that time, it will come to you in the back of your head. You'll be like, oh, that's how I see it. I normally normally have like have. People think it sounds weird, but I'll have like three stories open on my, on Word. And what I do, I write a paragraph in one, and then I'll go and do a little bit on the next one, and then I'll go. So over the course of the night, I'll write it a little bit. And if a few people say, don't you not lose your voice? And I'm like, don't really have a voice, so it's all right. <laughs> but it kind of, it, it works, I suppose, in a way for me. But yeah, it's whatever works for you. Yeah, that would drive me mad. I would not be able to do that. So if that works for you, then more power to you. <laughs> There's a there's an old guy. He's a uh, two really close writing friends of both parts now. One of them, Stuart, uh, uh, passed away in 2016, and he used to say, "Old guy," and he used to say that writing. I don't know where he heard it from. That writing, art, singing, writing music, uh, novels, being an author, is like passing gas. And I used to go like farting. Like we want to say it should be like passing gas. It should happen naturally. If you have to force it, it's a chance it's shit. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if, if you've got to force it, there's a chance it's going to be shit. And yeah, yeah. so I try not to force stuff. Uh, so I'm guessing yeah, in so, that style of writing then that you probably don't outline too much. Would I be right thinking that? 
on my panster completely. Yeah. Completely. I white, I white stuff and then people that are meant to survive don't. <laughs> I always have a what needs to happen. As I get towards the end of it, I'll have a what needs to happen and invariably I never tick off any of those things because mm-hmm. this has fucking happened instead. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But it, 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 it works, I suppose. You know what I mean? People read it. <coughs> Don't review it, but they read it. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just know. I'm, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I can't do that. Like a lot of people do that. It seems the more popular way, the pants in. I, I outlined how, like, I know everything that's happening in my book before I write the first paragraph. Yeah. But I think I've, I've tried it a few times and I just feel too restricted that I can't, mm. I can't do it. I can't, can't, because like I say, I don't really know what's happening from one minute to the fucking next. So yeah. I have to think too much about what I'm doing. I, I don't think I'd so yeah, full credit to you, man. I couldn't yeah. do it. I do a lot of research. I do a lot of research. Uh, I'll, I'll, like I'll go in it and then, the trouble is I always fall down these Wikipedia rabbit holes and I'm <laughs> like two in the morning reading about some tulip in fucking Austria or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, there's no tulips in my book. What the fuck? <laughs> I wrote a book on that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's another thing. Talking about uh, Reuters Block, uh, another, this this old guy, Stuart Welch, used to say, when he ever got Reuters Block, what he used to do, and he used to advise me, I do it every day, is if you go to Wik- Wik- bleh, Wikipedia, then he did Wild West by uh, uh, Will Smith and Wikawawa. Do Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, and if you hit random art, random article, random article button on there six times, and then write down all the six things you get, and then write a book synopsis, like the bit on the back. Write a book synopsis using five of them. Yeah, just uh, just get going. your mind fresh. Just get you thinking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and mm-hmm. I've used a couple of them. I've used stuff, but uh, yeah. But it's good. It's a good little exercise just to get your brain going. You know what I mean? Yeah, again, it's just whatever works for you, isn't it? It's amazing how everyone has these different processes. I love hearing about them because none of them are ever like, oh, I do it exactly the way you do it. Like, no one's ever going to say that. Like, it's always completely different no matter how many different people you talk to. You just have to do what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, And that's a cool thing. We do what we do. And even if no one read our work, which happens sometimes. Uh, we'd st- we still write. I'd still write. You'd still write. I'm sure of it. You yeah, I, I mean? I'm the same as uh, you. I, I write for myself. Like I hope there's an audience. I, you know, I'd love for people to read my books. I'd love for loads of people to read my books. But it doesn't affect what I write, the pace I write at, who I'm writing for. Like I'm always just writing for myself. It's always a story that I want to tell, way. and then I just hope someone Honestly. wants to read it. But, but even if they don't want to uh, read it, I've, yeah. I've moved on to the next book already. So I'm, you know, I'm already <laughs> you'll, doing you'll the still next write because it's in it's in you to write. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I want to thank uh, you as well for uh, being part of uh, Shadow House, the the twelve days of Christmas. Uh, uh, got that behind me. No, I, no, I appreciate that. You got it. Really much. Yeah, someone posted. It, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I appreciate. I appreciate. It. It's a good little bunch of people there. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it was fun to be part of it. I wasn't sure if my story was a bit too you know, crazy for it. But no, no, no. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll write it. 
Because I don't know what else to do with the idea, so I'm just going to turn it into a pawn. It's fine. Oh, mate. Uh, when when we were looking at them, and Drama said to me, which one do you want? And I thought, I can't do eight mates of milking because it'll just turn into like some porn <laughs> parody. Yeah. I, I really, yeah. can't, really can't do I that. I don't know why 12 drummers drum turned into a pawn instantly in my head. I didn't have a second idea. I was like, nope, she means cock. <laughs> I was like, that's what I'm writing. <laughs> and then, yeah, like go into fucking no. couple of different um, sort of Christmas play things with little kids singing that song. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> oh, good, man. Yeah. I, I struggled with mine because I, I went, I'll, I'll do five gold rings and then just went, what the fuck am I going to do with five gold rings? <laughs> uh, it, it, it started, it was going to be in a some kind of East End London pub called the Five Gold Rings. Uh, oh, okay. I think I ended up doing a highwayman or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. So how did um how did Shadowhouse Press come about then? How did you just kind of because you've taken on a couple of different writers, right? Yeah, we've got like a uh, Mark Green or Love, uh, a handsome bloke. Uh, can't think of who he looks like. Uh, <laughs> Lee Richmond's. Uh, hi, the daughter. Mark, uh, Mark Green, Lee Richmond, uh, Air, we got one of Airs with us. Uh, oh, I love Air. I can never say her name right. Airly, Airly Lander. Uh, and we've uh, got uh, another guy, I've completely forgotten his name because Farmer's in charge of everything. Uh, and a guy called Paul Hughes, who's 75 year old. Uh, and it's his first novel. Uh, and he's a lovely guy. Uh, that's coming out in April, I believe. I believe we have a book coming from Eve. Eve Fell. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, she's... Eve's lovely. I love Eve. But yeah, you know, and and the thing of it is, is that where we trade at these comic conventions every week, uh, hmm. up and down the country, and this year we're doing even more. I'm like, got forty two weeks booked up, traveling down the south wow. coast near you, everything. Uh, uh, yeah, I leave a photo of me with the kids because they've never seen me. Uh, <laughs> But it means that authors in America and Canada and, and wherever, if they've got books for us, they're going to have them physically represented at, at events. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think is nice rather than just having them on uh, just having them on Amazon or whatever. If you've got them physically represented on a table at events, it's, it's another way of building a fan base isn't it really it is yeah i mean i've i've kind of done a few kind of book markets around here and stuff as part of the horse with authors collective and it's been very hit and miss with the books have you done any comic conventions i done one in the isle of Wight, and i sold like one right. copy of the right. rock but it was kind of interesting just to see how the environment works how kind of what kind of how to present yourself, how to try and talk to people, how to lay your books out. Like, it was just interesting. I think they're in good way. for networking. Yeah. If nothing else, you know what I mean? Because uh, <coughs> we're there because we sell all the other stuff, but we've got the books there. We've got a dedicated part of the, top of the stall for the books. Uh, I'm always just telling everyone about the books and stuff, and and, and, it, and you get a lot of interest. You know, man, it's, I think it's, I think, yeah, it's a good way of just getting the books there for people that might otherwise not, Yeah. you know. I mean, I'm, I've said before, I'm, I think I did with Mark, our Grumpy Old Men podcast, that uh, 
I struggle with with orphacons, purely orphacons. I don't know how it works out for the Americans, but I've seen a few over here, and it a lot of it is sometimes just <laughs> getting up to everybody. A lot of it is just authors in like a daisy chain stuff. Like I'll buy your book, you buy my book, I'll buy his yeah. book, you buy my book, and you come away and you go, I've sold thirty two books. I bought thirty two books as well <laughs> because I had to buy a book off everyone that bought a book off me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think sometimes if you have an event and it's just authors, you put a lot of people off going because you're just having the book readers going. If you've got authors selling books at comic conventions, you've got people who are there for your books, but then you've got everyone there for the signings of the actors. You've got yeah. people there buying the figures, the pop finals, the fucking whatever, and then who then go, oh, what's this? And they get chatting about your book. So you've got those people that you would not normally reach. I'll yeah. probably wrong. That's how I see it. And I, no, I, no, I, I do the event pretty much. I can see that. Like we, had, we had a lot of people come. To, uh, well, not a lot of people. We had a fair amount of people come to the table. And no, I think we only sold about five or six books between the three of us. But but yeah, you got to talk to different people who probably wouldn't, who weren't there to buy a book. Like they were there to get the signature of so-and-so or to kind of just have a look around That's the Comic-Con sort of side of it. So it is potentially a new audience. It's just kind of a hard sell still because you're not yeah. what they've come for. Right, yeah. I'm very, uh, you've probably not noticed, I don't stop talking. No, seriously. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, and, but at events, uh, I see a lot of traders who moan that they don't sell, who just sat on their phones behind yeah. the stool. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I stand there, and I always say this, about... 25, 30 fucking times a day, I'll say to someone at my stall or walking by, oh, cool T-shirt, man. Mm. Even if it's not. And then they yeah. go, oh, cheers. And then you're talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then There's, then an, there's an art to that, though, right? Like, that's got to be experience over time. You build into it. We always yeah. say there's different types of fun. There's people at the stall. I call them pigeons. They're at the stall, and you can tell they're pigeons. If you move too quick, they're going to scatter. They just yeah. go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You have to. You have to be really gentle, like move books. And that's and why on, you've right. probably already got to be standing, right? Like because you haven't then got that movement of putting your you phone away yeah, and yeah, jumping off your seat. <laughs> you've got you've got to let them see you and approach. You then get them with a net. Now, yeah, there's, yeah. there's ways, like you say, I, and I think doing it every week, every week, I kind of you can kind of learn who you can speak yeah. to, and you know, I, mean? I did an event a while back, and uh. And this last come up, and I thought she looks familiar. She's only about like 16, 17. And she went, Oh, can I buy this novel? And I went, Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, a little familiar, but not to know. And she said, can, I, can I buy any shops you drop? And can I buy this? And I was like, Yeah, of course. She went, oh, I don't have this one. I was like, Oh, she's obviously got more of mine. Uh, and then I went, Do you want me? Do you want it signed? And I hate saying that because it's, I think it's really pretentious. Like, <laughs> Do you want it signed? And she, she made this weird fucking squee noise. When she spoke to me, I was like, "That was fucking trippy as shit." Because we're we're just people, you know what I mean? Yeah. She spoke to me, and I was like, "Fucking hell, okay, sign it, bye." <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, see, I'd like that. Uh, I'd be like, "Oh my god, somebody knows who I am." <laughs> this is it. That, but this is once you start selling them, you're doing regular events and that. I've had people like say who who I met a guy at an event in Gateshead last year, and he came out, and he went. Oh, just walking around the event. Oh, oh, this sounds good. And he bought jingles and uh thing got ripped. So it's functioning. He was going camping the next day and he went, Oh, boy, this I'm going camping. <laughs> uh, and then 
he come to another event that we did because he knew I was there, added me on Facebook, and great guy. We chat all the time. Uh, nice. it's, about, it's networking. Yeah. <laughs> I really honestly believe talking and networking, and I just love talking. But yeah. See, see what you, you were saying at the beginning then about not promoting your work up on Facebook too much. Like you do it elsewhere then, though. Like you gain. Yeah, getting yeah. additional sales at the event, so you are doing it somewhere. Well, then, yeah, I don't want to take credit of anything, but yeah, so we, yeah, we sell, I sell novels there, and it's good, and it's a good, it's a good vibe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Being self-employed is good. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. again, though, they're, they're quite colour. They're quite colourful, aren't they? Those sort of events, like you're not going to go there and feel yeah, down. Completely. Like there's a lot going on all the time. Always, and and we know a lot of the traders. We do a lot of the same events, mm. so you always say it's like a trader family. You always yeah. get the same people come up and chat to everyone, and it's good. You know what I mean? It's nice. uh, I took a mate of me once, and he went, "Oh, it's like, it's like he said, I don't offend you all, but it's kind of like a, like a circus freak show type thing." And I went, yeah, "Don't <laughs> fucking tell anyone that." <laughs> but it's that kind of, do you know what I mean? It's like just a, a carny like, going town to town. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You kind of because you're working with people. You've got regular workmates, but you don't actually work with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're doing different events. Yeah. Uh, you should do more, dude. Do some. I'll send you a list of the ones I'm doing on the South Coast. Yeah, See if you yeah. Get onto them. Yeah, I know. So I've got a couple of other authors here in Portsmouth who write as well. Like we all do horror, so we were trying to look to see what was around. So yeah, definitely do that. That would. That would I've be got, cool. got a massive list. I'll send it. I'll send it. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So yeah, what would you? Uh... Portsmouth, Chichester. All of them. Yeah, all that area, yeah. So what would you, um, if someone's kind of like just discovering you at the moment, where would you steer them? Like what book would you kind of be like, read this one first? Oh, God. Uh, Palmian <laughs> It's coming out. I think, yeah, that's that's probably, I think Adel Palmian would be a good a good step and on point because yeah. it's uh, not short, but it is, is it, it's kind of short stories. But it's like I said, it's each chapter's a different cryptid. Each chapter's a different cryptid. But that'd be a good stepping on point, I think. Uh it depends what people like, doesn't it? Yeah. That's yeah, the thing I think I would, I write... I'd be tempted to point him towards Sissy just because it's it's got such a good fucking strong last act, right? Like it just the ending's crazy. Sissy. Yeah. I love writing Sissy. Yeah. I'm looking at getting it as an getting it made into an audio book. Uh and I was saying a drama, I really, really want it done. But then I said, I don't know who would I'd want reading it, a man or a woman. Yeah, that's an interesting because one, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I don't know what you think. I, I, it's because it's Jack, but it's sissy. One of the reviews on Goodreads said they didn't like that there was so much sissy in it because it took it away from the main character, Jack. And I, and I thought, <laughs> he's, he's not really the main. I suppose it depends which way you look at it. I don't, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That is tough because Sissy is obviously the title character, and you know, she's, yeah, she's the, the uh, titular title character. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I I loved Jack. I thought Jack was a fantastic character. So I don't know. Ray I Winston. think I think Sissy is the main character, but I think I Jack's think kind of the favoured character almost, just because he has such an interesting story, right? Like it's, I think his arcs, yeah. Very interesting. I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. And again, whoever reads it, if a guy does read it, he's got to have a cockney accent because it yeah. won't work. 
He's got to speak yeah. like he's out of snatch. I mean, it won't work. At all <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think you can audition people and stuff. I haven't done any audiobooks yet. It's something I need to look into this year. Everyone keeps getting on to me about that. But yeah, there's a couple of books where I'm like, I'd need the right person or there's a certain sound in my head. Even though I don't listen to audiobooks, to right like, I know how it sounded when I was writing it sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. This is it. So it's a hard one, you know what I mean? I had so much fun writing Sissy. Um, yeah. It was probably, probably, and it's quite dark as well. So I don't know why I had mm. so much fun. I think it was purely for the, the London gang type stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, there's so many scenes in that where I thought, am I ripping off some fucking gangster movie here? <laughs> because there's only so many things you slag. There's only so many things yeah, you but can say. The language. thing with that, again, though, like people our age <laughs> might think that, but like that was all 90s stuff. All of those like Snatch, Lockstock, yeah. Essex Boys, Gangster Number One, Sexy Beast. Like, yeah, they're, all, they're all 30, 30 years, years old. 30 years ago. Like, yeah. So, yeah, like yeah. while you're thinking, oh, am I kind of riffing on that too much? Like most people don't know what that is. Yeah, like I, I, I once got a, um, I got a short film <laughs> from a competition. I wrote this script. It was only it's a two minute script, but it was a hitman thing. And I was like, oh, I think you sent me this. Yeah, me the yeah, link. the one you've seen. Yeah. So when I wrote that, it's fucking I was, amazing. I was thinking like, oh, it's a bit cliche doing a hitman. And then the feedback no, I got like... initially from them was like, oh, it's amazing. We got like two thousand scripts and nobody's done a hitman one. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, back in the 90s when I first started writing, that's all anyone wrote was Hitman because of all yeah, those yeah. gangster films, all the Tarantino it movies, was the thing, all it? the Rodriguez stuff, the Smoking Aces, and all of that shit was all Smoking Hitman Aces, stuff. Man. I love that film. And then, yeah, when I, I wrote that, it. like, 15 years later, like, nobody was writing Hitman stuff, so suddenly it looked unique. It was very weird. Yeah. You know what, that end of that, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Completely, completely. <laughs> it's so, it's amazing. Absolutely loved it. Oh, thank it really you. Good. It, was, it was fun to write. It's the easiest thing I've ever written, and it done the what most for me. From from yeah, wrote it in half an hour, barely edited it. Just the idea came. I wrote it down. I was like, yep, that's really good. That's going to get through, and it did. I was like, I've never been so confident of something before in my entire life. I just knew it was good, which it isn't me. I don't think like that, but. I was like, yeah, it was giving like me goosebumps. I was like, why is my own work giving me goosebumps? <laughs> I don't know what it's about. Like, so I was like, I must be on to something here. Oh, it's great. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, is that fun. the thing? Was that like a... that become a series? No, that wasn't what become a series. Didn't you write a series or something? Yeah, no, that didn't become a series. Yeah, no, that was that came because that's of It's a shame because that would have been great. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this was a short film, part of something called 50 Kisses. So I think you can watch it. It's probably streaming somewhere on Amazon or something. But yeah, I wrote that. And then, yeah, from that, I got a job kind of doing a TV pilot for a Turkish producer, which was a lot of fun. It didn't all work out in the end, but it was quite interesting. Oh, like, but it feels like a lifetime ago now, a completely different part of my life. Right. Well, what do, you, what do you prefer, doing that or doing your novels? Big novels. Yeah, photography was in between. Um, ideally, I'd love to do all three of them. If, with exploitation, I might be able to, but at the moment, I just enjoy doing the novels a lot because I can see the end product. So it's yeah, yeah. it's a bit more satisfying, even if and it's that, just me reading it. It's, it's done. Yeah, 
exactly, yeah. It's all about that control. It's all about control completely. <laughs> it's why it's why doing the thing when uh working with Megan, I was like really worried because uh I just I was really worried, just like do you know what I mean? Was it your uh, first I'm collaboration? Working I've worked with Lisa with, uh, Lisa Hutchinson, done three really? books with her. Cool, yeah. Uh but it was just I think it's because I'm such a fanboy of Megan's. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like uh, don't want to, don't want to offend her because we began writing it in. Uh, I got the basic concept of it in. Uh, I think it was June two thousand twenty-two, and then we were chatting in an inbox, uh, maybe September, and I said, "Yeah, do you want to do you want to do it with me?" Sort of thing, and she was like, "Oh yeah, cool." Uh, and then it's only because we she does so much stuff. She's so busy. Uh, and I'm fairly busy as well. So it was only towards, we were writing all through the last year, fitting it in amongst stuff. And mm. it was only coming up towards the tail end of 2023 that we went, we probably need to do this, like get it, get it done. Do you know get what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we did. Yeah, I'll pimp that one for you. I'll put it on the thumbnail for the video. So I'll make it clear that's the one they should all go and buy. Are you, who would you collab with if you could? Because you, you've done stuff. I know you've I've done, done stuff with... Uh, yeah, I've done stuff with Otis and with Stuart Bray. Yeah, and I'm doing the next insure in your place in Hells with Erica Summers as well as Otis. Um, but I don't know. Do you think you will work something with someone? Like it depends. On yeah, it depends. Like I was talking to um, Lucas Mangum about his collab work and like they, like him and Ryan and him and Matt, like they... They would write a bit and then give it to the other person who would write a bit and give it back and write. Like, I don't know if I could do that. I think I'd really struggle with that. But if I was writing like, you know, like a short, a, a novelette with someone and the two stories linked somehow, like I could probably yeah. do that. But I don't think I could keep backwards and forwards. I think I'd really struggle with that. The way me and Megan have done this, and it was Megan's idea completely, because I wasn't sure how we'd do it. So we've each written chapters like mm. rooms so some of the rooms will be by me some of the rooms will be by megan but then she's had this idea that what we do we then go back so she goes back over my rooms and i go back over her rooms and we change things right. you know what i mean uh yeah. i didn't have to change it with megan's because she's brilliant uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know how much she had to change her mind uh or just to it kind of smooth so it kind of had both uh yeah you know, like when I, if I read back, if I read them back through mine after she had gone through it, it would be like different words, mm. uh, and I, I would spot different things. Uh, but it 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 made sense. It it it, it wasn't anything that I went, "How dare you!" It yeah. was like it, it was sensible. It stuff. probably makes it uh, less jarring, though, right? Like you wouldn't be like, "Oh, this is Calvin, this is Megan, this is Calvin." Like if you've both gone over each other's work, it should smooth it out enough. Yeah, and it's kind of it. it I think it's flows. You know, like I say, there was nothing really needed changing with Megan's because I was fanboyed again, and I was quite happy with it. <laughs> uh, but the, the only thing we had was kind of. I, she said she didn't mind either way, but I felt we needed to have all the spelling as American because it's set yeah. in Alaska. I don't yeah. know yeah. from my point of view. So obviously, we had to spell everything wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? instead of the correct English way 
No, so we so we went through and uh and changed it all to it was all American. Mm. Um, they, Your they word was all. like, "Where's all the use? Why are all the use gone?" Yeah, yeah where where are all the use gone? What's happened? Uh, but no, yeah, it, it made sense for me. The novel being set in America, it yeah. needed to have that kind of. But that's another way of not making it jarring as well, right? Because like Megan was yeah. obviously she'd spell it the American way, you'd spell it the English way. Yeah, and it's fine on its own, but. In a novel, if it keeps switching between the two, that's the sort of thing readers do get upset completely. about. Completely, completely. I did make one mistake, and luckily we, uh, it was changed before it's gone. There was a character that's uh, <coughs> a troglodyte, like a lizardy type person. And uh, I, I, uh, at one point, I call him a troglodyte. And then for the rest of the chapter, I call him a kobold, which is like a lizardy mm. type thing. Or the other way, I call him a cobalt and then called him a troglodyte for the rest of the thing and uh mark green was looking through and uh, me and megan neither of us picked up it picked it up uh and people checking it and then mark green was looking through and he went i feel really bad saying it but at one point it's a troglodyte and then it's and i was like for fuck's sake changed it sorted i mean but uh he's an editor as well though isn't he i'm pretty sure mark edited some of the stuff for screaming for peace yeah yeah yeah, he's yeah. really good. Mark is a, he's just a horribly nice guy as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, he, he edits a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. He does get, doesn't get the credit. Have you read any of his work? I read Abortis on Christmas oh, man, Day last makes, year. Right. That was a weird Christmas that. read. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Amazing book, but Jesus Christ. Pages yeah. in there. I'd, uh, I'd say, and I said to him, I had to skim a couple. I think Bear was due at the time I read it, and I was like, fucking hell, oh, man, yeah. what are you doing? No, that would add to the experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> read it while he's giving birth, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but no, he's a great writer, he's a great person, he's, and he's a, he's, a, he's a good editor, yeah, he does. He's one of these people, like yourself, in any community, that do a lot for people. Yeah. Probably don't get the credit the credit they deserve. You do tons of people. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh yeah. Well, you definitely do yourself. I mean, just before we go, I'll ask you about it as it's ongoing at the moment. Like the, the indie horror battle royale thing. Like, oh, how are you finding that this time around? Like a bigger event this time? Like more books, more people? Yeah, I mean, we had 120 books last year. Yeah, this time I started. I mean, now we'll go bigger. And then we've got all the books. I mean, you know what? We can go bigger than that. Like an <laughs> idiot. And we started with, I think we started with something like 350 books or something. And I, got, I did it so that every author, instead of people suggesting it, I wanted authors to submit their books. Mm. So we've got authors to submit five books each. Uh, and then process of elimination. We did the polls now on the, the head-to-heads. 30 books have gone through so far. And yeah. it's fucking loving it. And the, the best thing for me, I mean, I love supporting people. But the best thing is people going, oh, this looks really good. Because what yeah. I'm doing, when I'm putting each one on, I'm putting on, I always say, like someone go, well, I've not read this, I've not read this, I can't vote. And I go, do what you would do if you were in a bookshop. Read the synopsis of both, look at the covers and vote for the one that would you would appeal to you most. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think where people are doing this, people are finding books that hopefully, you know, they might otherwise have missed. Yeah, I mean, last year, I, I was, I mean, you're right there. <laughs> last year when I voted, I only voted on the ones I knew, like, the ones I'd read. Where this year I am like okay, like I haven't read either. Which one sounds 
like I would enjoy it more. Yeah, at yeah, this point. Which, because there it's will always be one of the two. Yeah, yeah, there'll always be one of the two that that you you would go. I would prefer this one, yeah, and it doesn't take anything that. away from the other one. Uh, uh, you definitely deserve you know a lot I mean? of credit for it, though. That's a lot of extra work you put on yourself. Not no, only no, no, adding no. all those books, but putting all the synopsises into the posts. Like that's an extra bit of time every day as well. Like people I, don't I, see I that side of yet. stuff. Yeah, but people don't see that side yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Like you know, like when I make the videos, like just putting the videos out, doing all the social media posts, doing the time codes for the videos. Like nobody sees that side yeah, of yeah. stuff. Like that's all extra work they get, the finished, they get the finished article yeah, and that's it exactly and you're doing a but lot like of extra I, work this year so i think you definitely need to be like I say, for that. the the bouts for tomorrow i haven't done yet so when yeah. this ends what's the time now half 10 when this ends i'll probably spend two hours generating who because it'll randomly generate who goes where then going on fucking amazon and getting all the synopses and <laughs> i enjoy doing it you know what i mean yeah. so that's good uh, it's fun yeah, it seems like uh, a lot yeah, of people are voting this year. It seems like every vote's got 50 like, or 60 per yeah, book. 60, 70 votes on different ones, the more popular yeah. books. like, uh, And there's been some, not some, I don't want to say anyone's had a walkover, but there's been some landslide votes. And yeah. then there's the ones where uh, I, I get stressed sometimes because it will go 60 votes. So I go, right, so I count it down, 31 votes wins it. And I'm going down and then I notice that on one, one vote, three or four people have had a conversation. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck me. So now I've got to, now it's not 31. Now I've got to actually count both yeah. lots. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and we've had I normally, I count it for a while. If one of my books is in there, I'll count it up until the point where the other books go miles ahead. I'm like, oh, I'm done now. It was nice trying. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if it's like that, it's fine. And I hope that some are like that. But when they're like, it gets, it gets neck and neck and you're going up and you're like, One's on 30 and then one's on 20, going 28, 29. Oh, thank fuck. Because uh, <laughs> if it's a tie, I normally put it back in uh, for right. the next day. Yeah, we haven't had any fair. of those yet, have we? I haven't yeah. had no ties yet, no. Yeah. I, I fucking will now. Yeah. That's all right. This doesn't come out for another couple of weeks. Like, it'll be, it'll be three more weeks in by this time. <laughs> uh, have you, have any of yours gone through to round three yet? No, no. The wrong... <laughs> The Rot's the only one that's been that in it so far, and that was against uh, Portrait of a Family or something, that one with the awesome cover that done really well last year. So I was oh, just boy, like, boy. oh, I'm uh, done. <laughs> I, was, I was quite intrigued. Uh, I don't think Daniel... I think Daniel Volt won last year with Left to You. Yeah. I don't think this year he put Left... I don't think he put Left to You in. I think he no, I don't think he did, no. Well, because and he was Jonathan redoing it, he's Jonathan just put out a, yeah, he's just put out a new cover, hasn't he, for Left for You? So I think because he was That's taken why, yeah. out, I think he done that. Uh, yeah, yeah, what good girls Jonathan do done Butcher really well last put, year. Uh, what good Jonathan girls Butcher do? Yeah. What good girls do? That comes second, yeah. and he hasn't put that in again. He said to make it fair, he would, and like and you know what I mean. But he's got what good men books. do now, anyway, so he can put it in the sequel. But yeah, but no, you know what I mean. So, it, so we're gonna have a new winner, you know. Yeah. And that, I don't know, say anyone's been quibbling. People always quibble, but as I've said on the post, that people you may get people sometimes unhappy that their books haven't gone through. Mm. But like I've said, it started with say we actually started with three hundred and twenty, not three hundred and fifty. 
started with 320, 319 books aren't going to win. No. You know what no, I mean? But the thing, the thing and, is, it, is it's going to generate sales, right? Like a lot of these books well, are going to have a few extra sales. sales. Yeah. And it gets people's books in the line, right? Because yeah. all these people that have nominated books, there's been a lot of authors nominated who put their names down that not being horrible, just purely me, I haven't even fucking heard of before. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, same. I've read, I've read two hundred authors in this genre, and there's a bunch of people in there I've never heard of because there's always people coming in, right? And there's always stuff that's just passed you by, and it is a good way of seeing all these names in one place. Right. If you had to, well, here you go. Put you on the spot. If you had to pick five names to be near the end, (laughs) not books but names, I would say uh, Duncan, Duncan Rouse, and Judith's on it. Uh, Daniel Volpe. Uh, fuck, I shouldn't have shouldn't have asked this because now I can't think. Uh, I think sorry. one of our, I think one of Aaron's would be close. I think one of Aaron Barangards might be up there if he's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, uh, Carver, I've always got to go with Carver. He got to yeah. become uh, third last year, I believe. He done well. One Races of my have come third. One of the ones I thought was going to do incredibly well is already out, though. Like, I thought 100% match was going to storm yeah. through to the yeah. last Yeah, that, that got beaten by a... Uh, that was up against, uh, uh, I think it was The Foundling by Elizabeth Brown. Yeah, it was. English yeah. author. Yeah. And that, yeah, yeah I, I thought that, not knocking Elizabeth Brown's book, but obviously I know how big a book 100% mm. match was. Uh, and Elizabeth, fucking full credits for her. You know, it's, it's gone through. So, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's it, the, that's that the intrigue, no, isn't it? Yeah, that's what makes it interesting. There's there's no easy books. There's honestly, I think, there's no um, easy books. Oh, I think, apart from mine. Uh, Michael Watts, Mika Watson's book, I think, got knocked out as well, right? Broken Dolls. And that was having all this TikTok kind of controversy at the time. And yeah. it still didn't get through. So it's... It's interesting, like you said. It's just there's no. You're not going to be able to yeah, just I mean, pick a winner straight away. Like it's going to. I think it's going to uh, be fascinating. Uh, last last year, I think a lot of Christopher Triana. I think all of Christopher Triana's went out fairly early, mm. and I was voting like fucking mad for him because <laughs> I love his work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, body body art is one of the best books I've ever read. So I was voting like mad, and I thought, well, that's a sure in. That'll go. No, it's fucking out. What? Yeah. Fuck. You honestly yeah. can't. Uh, and I don't want it to be like it's a popularity contest. I know it is. People are voting for their friends, and people are voting for. I don't want to think people are voting for patting on the back. I'll vote for you. You vote for me. Blah blah blah. I mean, I was up against RJ Benetti the other day. Fucking love him. I voted mm. for him, and he said I'm not having that, and he voted for me. And that's <laughs> nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it is at the end of the day, I suppose, a popularity contest. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you, but if it's, it's not people... in fun, right? It's a fun popularity contest. It's, it's not, That's it's not competitive. It's not meant to be super competitive because you're yeah, highlighting I mean, all of these books. There is no prize apart from yeah. dragging rights for maybe a day or two. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> there, is, there is no fucking prize. There's no big... I mean, you go, well, I've won, but it's, mm. a, it's a group with 3,000 people, you know. It's, the prize last year is you uh, you read the winner, right? Did you give left to you a read after it won? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hadn't read it until then, and I read it, and I fucking loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great book. Uh, 
But yeah, and for me, as long as it gets people trying new stuff, it and I'm happy. I don't mind putting the man hours in. God, there's hours. No, I don't mind doing <laughs> it if if people enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I think you're doing an amazing I had to have a day job off yesterday, though. Yeah, I think you're doing an amazing job of it. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of extra sales are going to come through it. And I think people should be all on board for that. I think that you're doing an amazing job getting yeah, those it. extra sales in a fun way. All for supporting authors. You know what I mean? It's it's what yeah. it should be about. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, as long as people are happy and, and, and that's it. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I, I initially didn't put my books in it because I didn't think it's right to have my books in it, but I, I got basically bullied by so many fucking people. <laughs> uh, and then a few people, there's always drama on Facebook, a few people were racist, homophobic, sexist, blah, so I, yeah. I made them leave the group and, and there were spaces and I thought, I'll take this opportunity. No, I, didn't, <laughs> I thought I might as well put mine in now. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but long I now, like you say, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. As long as people, as long as people are having fun and people are reading other people's books, you know that's why I put all the links on. I put, I put a link to buy every book. Yeah, uh, which again is even more work. But, but yeah, do you know what I mean? Awesome. It's fun, and I enjoy doing it. So, and that's the um, <laughs> indie horror, indie horror book, indie, indie horror, horror authors, indie horror authors, indie horror group. authors. Yeah. yeah, the battle royale in there. Yeah, uh, so everybody needs yes, to join that group and join in on the voting. And yeah, and buy some of the books they're voting for. <laughs> buy some of the books, especially Stevens, because yeah, I, I've <laughs> actually got I got on Kindle Unlimited the other day uh, the first Abbey book of yours. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. I, I think start, I haven't start, haven't Talk, started yet, but yeah. Yeah, uh, talking about the cinematic side of things, like that one is like that is adapted from a TV pilot I wrote, so. That is like a pure oh, film one. <laughs> oh no, I'm looking forward to it, man. Long overdue because yeah. you've read so much of my, you've read so much of my stuff. Um, and everyone goes, like that. <laughs> "You're really, you're, you're really supportive." Mark Green always says, "You know, you're really supportive," and I'm like, "I've read one of your books, mate," because <laughs> I, I do so much stuff. I try and yeah. read everyone's books, but you know yourself. We have so many friends that are authors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That you physically just cannot fucking read everyone's books. <laughs> Especially like, the way some people write the speed. Yeah, but you can promote a fair amount of books, which again is what you do with the groups. It evens itself out nicely. Do, do my best, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, yeah, before I wrap this up then, um, you reckon the new book then? That's the one everyone should write? Everyone should read, sorry? Yeah, Adel, Adel Parmian by myself and read it for Megan, mainly more than me. Uh, yeah, Megan Stockton, uh, uh, books are amazing, but yeah, Adel Parmian comes out on the 31st. If you like cryptids, Bigfoot, anything like that, they're all in there. Uh, about, um, but yeah, what about one that's just yours? Which one would you go for that's just your own book for people to start with? Probably Sissy. Now you've said that earlier, yeah, I think so. I think that's a good starting place. You've talked, you've talked me around, I talked you into <laughs> it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been absolutely lovely speaking thanks. to you again. Thanks for listening to me just talk non-stop, mate. No, I'll have to listen to you talk all day. You'll have to have me on your show at some <laughs> point. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I need to get back doing yeah. them. Now I'm yeah. not dying. So, yeah, everyone needs to go and subscribe to Calvin's channel as well. I'll try and put a link to it if I remember. <laughs> Good.
Awesome. Well, thank, thank you very much. It's been lovely talking to you. And yeah, I'll speak to you again soon. Take care, bro. See you later.